And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. When I first started this podcast in 2000, we did a series on the five biggest fears, and one of those fears was the fear of death. Now, today, we're going to revisit this topic, but in much more detail. Have you ever been paralyzed with fear and anxiety to the point where you can't even move? On today's episode, we're going to discuss overcoming the paralysis of anxiety over death. And to help me with this topic, I want to welcome my amazing friend, Anya. Anya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you here and to discuss this topic. This is a very deep topic, so I'm really excited about what you have to share with us today and just to really dig in and to really explore this topic to the degree that that we really haven't in the past. It's an unusual topic to talk about on the show, but I know a lot of people are suffering from it. So why don't we start by telling us a little bit about you and your story and how you came to really understand and know how to deal with this uh, with this topic today? Yeah, well, I'm so excited to introduce myself. My name is Anya, as you mentioned, and uh, I am 23 years old. And I've really been dealing with anxiety of death. And uh, it has been a lot. I can really tell you that I know how terrible, traumatizing it can actually be. I can tell you the day that it actually started. It started from one night. I was just actually going to sleep. And, uh, you know, I tried to rush into sleeping and we all know that that's not really a thing but yeah right before I fell asleep I I felt something in my throat Uh, it was like a bump or I don't know what it was you know it was nothing serious but back then I really thought that oh my god I'm I'm having a stroke or something this is very very terrible and uh, then I tried to convince myself that I was just being paranoid and of course I didn't have a stroke I just needed to fill asleep now and then apparently I unconsciously been thinking about it the whole time I was sleeping and two year, two hours afterwards I just woke up with a really pounding heart and my whole body was shaking I was so terrified and I don't know how but I just had this voice inside of me and I was certain that I got two minutes more to live it it was so terrifying and you know it isn't rational at all and anxiety isn't rational at all but I was just convinced that I was gonna die in two minutes so I actually called 911 and you know, I just needed somebody to know that they have 
had to like make talk sure you. that I was alive or yeah. yeah. And talk you through yeah. the situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, but not really because I didn't think it was a situation. I I thought I was gonna die. I ne- needed somebody to know uh, where I was because I was mm. alone and I had a locked door. So I don't know if they could bring me back to life or whatever. I I was I didn't really think because it's so much in your head and I was so terrified. Yeah. And then they just said that it's nothing. We don't think you're going to die. So you can talk with the doctor doctor instead. And then we'll see from there. And they told me that I had an anxiety attack. And I I'd never had that. So I was very confused. Uh, but kind of actually relieved. Yeah. Because then I wasn't going to die. <laughs> that was very pleasant news. But again... It was terrifying experience, and I really didn't want to feel that again. So, not only did I develop and develop fear of death, but I also developed anxiety attack. Because the anxiety attack and fear of death were pretty much like one and one and the same, right? You felt the same emotions during that. Yeah, exactly. Because the anxiety attack was feeling like dying. Mm-hmm. which I was afraid of. So it, it all tied together. And then it really just went downhill from there. So what happened next? Well, then I couldn't really follow through with school, not every day at least. My grades just dropped all the way. And yeah, I had a lot of absence from school because of it. Because every single day was now about survival because you know the basic things i couldn't even really handle like a shower was terrifying because my thoughts were my enemies all day long so i always had the thoughts about maybe this is gonna happen or now you have cancer or now you have a stroke or the plane's gonna fall into your house or everything and it was constantly fear of dying from everything and nothing at the same time so your mind would concoct these stories like i'm going to go in the shower i can't take a shower because i might die in the shower or you know a plane falling into the house or something it just sounds like what a scary way to to live (laughs) and and the the thing is it's all was all in your mind so how did you learn to get through that and to heal yourself from that it took a lot of time and you know i was told by my doctor that there is no solution you are gonna live with it your whole life you can take some pills and it can maybe make it better but you're gonna have to live with it your whole life and something just clicked that day that that's definitely not my future and he can't decide if that's my destiny because it's really not i just want to stop there because what you just said is so important he cannot decide (laughs) too many of us let other people decide and this is i have i have chills now this is the key part of it this is when you (laughs) made up your mind that i'm going to decide that I don't want to live my life like this. You may tell me that I'm always going to have to live like this. I'm going to have to take 
take some kind of medication, but no, that's not the future that I want. So that seems to be the big turning point. And that's really the exciting part of the story right there. I mean, it's a scary story because living that way up until that point in your life, but then when you made that decision, so that's the point where I want you to start from again here. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought that it was so important to point that out to those listening, that making that decision and having that desire and acting on that desire that you know that this is time for you to act on it. This is time for you to make a decision. This is time for Anya to take her life back and start living her life, not the life of this, for lack of a better term, the scared little girl, right? You're you're not going to be that person anymore. You're not going to be this anxious, full of anxiety, fearful person. You're going to be a person who's in control. So you made that decision. Let's go back and take it where uh, where we left off. Well, yeah, that's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I don't know, maybe it was a fear of destiny that sounded so terrifying to keep living in it. Or it was my desire for a whole completely another life. One of the things just really made the motivation for me to keep it up and find my own way. So I started immediately to research and you know, I tried everything. I went to a psychologist and some group therapy and all of that, but I'm not trying to say anything bad about them or the groups or anything, but it didn't help me at all because I was just talking about my anxiety all the time and where focus goes, energy flows. So I really felt like more anxious when I just kept talking about it. I needed tools and nobody (laughs) gave me these tools. So I got to find them myself. So I found a little tools there and I found a little tools there and tried something myself. And suddenly I just had the perfect skill set to really overcome it. Especially when I knew that everything's activated. Your anxiety is only activated when you think about it it's only in your thoughts and that can be very neglective but it's really not it's a blessing to know that because then you can reprogram your thoughts and you can make a whole nother life for yourself and that's really what i've been doing so i've not only managed to reprogram my thoughts to really only positive thoughts you know I know that we are all humans and humans tend to think more negatively automatically but you can really choose your thoughts in a more positive way and if you have these negative thoughts then you can choose to think about positively thoughts afterwards you know and it really is about how you react to the thoughts as well. Yeah. If you're going to trust them or you know that it's only your worst enemy and they just want to take a tool on you. Yeah, it's about taking control exactly of your thoughts and making the decision that you're not going to let those thoughts control you. You're going to control your thoughts. You mentioned about 
when we focus on the negative, we tend to focus on the negative a lot more than we focus on the positive. And I think that's very true. There was a book written. It's called The Power of Bad. The Power of Bad. I'm not sure who the author is off the top of my head, but it's a really interesting book. It says that when bad things happen, they affect us on a four to one ratio over good things. So that means if we get up in the morning and we're going to work, let's say, and we stop and we get we get a really good cup of coffee and we're really happy about it. And we're, we're drinking our coffee and we're on our way to work and then we get stuck in traffic. Well, the fact that we get stuck in traffic, that affects us four times more than the positive of that cup of coffee. When we do our affirmations, that driver that cuts us off in traffic affects us four times more so that we have to have more and focus on the good things more in our life in order to overcome those bad things. So when we have these anxieties, that certainly that's true. So learning how to focus on the good and focus our energy on the positive is is so vital. So I think uh, that's a great thing that you brought up. Yeah, well, that's really all that I'm focusing on and training myself to and actually also helping my customers with because not only does it make you overcome your anxiety but it also really enhances and improves your joy in life overall and it really has done wonders for me and just really focusing on gratitude as well it's because when you focus on gratitude you can't really be worried or sad or anything if you're really really focusing on gratitude so that's also one of the really amazing tools to overcome your anxiety. Focusing on gratitude, because if we're focusing on, let's say, three things that we're grateful for, so those three things will have you know a compound effect so that if something bad happens, at least if we get three moments of gratitude and then one other good thing, then we have four things to counter anything that's bad in our life from uh, what our discussion was before. So how long did it take you to actually go from the point where you made the decision that you weren't going to deal with this anymore, you weren't going to let that control your life, to when you really felt that you had control? Tell us a little bit about some of the steps that you took along the way, maybe if you had any any doubts that this was going to work. I think it was around one year. I would say that's really not a long time when you are almost doing it yourself. But when I put my mind to something, I am really focused on it and engaged on how I'm going to solve it. And I really were with this one because I needed to get out of it. But I had a coach on my school, actually. She was working in, in my school. She was helping me, like, kind of with my anxiety, but... It was also the fact with the psychologist, she just listened mostly. And then I found out that she actually had anxiety herself. Then I found out that she took some pills and I'm not shaming pills ever, but it just really sent me like some information about maybe it's not really a possibility or maybe it's a possibility the most of the time but you still can't really get rid of it because I don't know she was 45 or something and she'd had it since she was a child 
So it made me a little doubtful, but I was still determined. So <laughs> I got some new ways and uh, in relation in to this, I moved in the meantime. And I don't know, I found this amazing group or something. I'm not pretty sure what it actually was. Maybe it was more of a course. And they really had the tools. So I, I had some tools along the way with distraction. And distraction is a perfect way for starting to get some distance to the anxiety. I have one thing to say, though. When you're trying to flew from the anxiety, then it comes right back at you because you are thinking about not wanting to think about it. And that's a terrible cycle. So that's really not going to give you the result that you want. But distraction, the, when you're really focused on another thing, if it's something you're passionate about or something, it helps even more. Then you can kind of get the distance from it, but it's not long-lasting. Then they really taught me something about the metacognitive therapy, and it made the whole difference when I learned that it's only about thoughts. And when you find out that you can actually pause your thoughts, because I learned like a tool where you can have like a store. I don't know what to call it, but you create your own store in your own mind. And it's only open for like 10 minutes a day. If you put it to 2 p.m., then it's only open for 10 minutes. And if you are just walking around in your day and it's six o'clock and you get a thought about, oh my God, maybe... I just felt something, a very dangerous thing, and maybe I'm going to die from it. Then you got to remember yourself that, well, it's not open, the store. The store is not open. So it can wait because you're not dead yet. You got to wait till tomorrow to think about it. And it like 99% of the time, not going to pop up tomorrow because it wasn't even real. Right. It wasn't real. It was something that was, that you created in your own mind. Yeah. It says if you created it, then you can kind of create it away. You can get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. And it was just mind-blowing to me that you can really do so much with your mind. And, you know, you actually know it from your childhood when you try to imagine your game you're playing you just made it up and it's like with dinosaurs or and everything it's so vivid but it's not real but you make it so real in your mind and your mind is a beautiful beautiful thing and it can be terrifying as well so it's really about how much you are imagining it and you can really get symptoms in your physical body when you are so much in your mind and think about what's really happening in your body. If you are afraid of having some diseases, you can create your own symptoms in your mind. Yeah, that's very, very real. It happens quite a bit. Some people will create their own illnesses and they can actually create the illness to come into them. 
and they actually yeah. get an illness because they focus so much on it. Just like you said earlier, and where focus goes, energy flows. And if we continue to focus on those negative things and can focus on those fears, the more we focus on our fears, the more possible we have for those fears to actually come about in our life. So we need to stay away from focusing on them. And even if they're not going to come about, it still makes us, uh, it still makes living a lot more difficult. You know, I can't imagine what it would be like. Now, I just want to clarify something. So you never actually had an experience in your life where you almost died, like, you know, a car accident or, or some type of serious illness or anything like that. You just started having the fear just out of the ordinary. They just started showing up in your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say that apparently I have been quite paranoid my whole life and I don't know what I got it from. I guess some people are maybe more paranoid than others, but I will tell you something. When I had the anxiety attack and I found out that it was an anxiety attack, I got like a flashback actually, because I had had some anxiety attacks before, but I didn't know that it was anxiety attacks. I always had like another reason. And I had some issues with my body and I almost got like an eating disorder. I was not eating anything and I felt maybe a little scared of it, you know, that I know in my mind that if you don't eat anything, you can die. And I don't know, I I carried that with me the whole time where I didn't really eat that much. Apparently that really, it was working in my mind, even if I didn't even know. But one day I just started shaking and I didn't know what was going on. I, I felt terrible and I couldn't help myself. At that moment, I just thought so many things and I was terrified of dying. And I don't know where I came from, but I just thought that, you know, I didn't have enough hydration and food to live from so I was about to die from this lack of food in my body and then I got some food and I got some water and you know and everything worked out but I know now that it was because I was so terrified and I was having an anxiety attack of fearing that I was gonna die in that moment again you never really experienced something I've known people who have been in uh, terrible car accidents or just events in their life where they could have died. I have a friend who was in a plane crash, actually, and he survived it. And actually, everyone on that plane survived. The thing was, you know, I can understand people who were in a car accident, for example, a bad car accident to not want to be not want to drive for a while. It takes them a while to get back on the horse. As they say, there's the old expression, you have to get right back on the horse after that happens. Yeah. You know, my friend who was in the plane crash within a few days, he was getting back up on a plane again because, you know, you know, you have to do it. If this is part of life, you're going to have to do it. So those are cases yeah. though, where, where something actually happened to them. But in your case, it was all created by the mind because the mind is a very powerful thing. And it's so important. Yeah. And I think the key thing that I'm taking away from this, Anya, is we need to really take control of those thoughts or those thoughts in our mind. And we need to determine what direction we want to go and not let those thoughts to control us. So if you were 
talking to somebody now who was going through a lot of the same things that you were going through at the time, what would be some advice that you would give them to take control of those thoughts and to deal with that paralyzing fear of death and that paralyzing anxiety in their life? Well, you know, I would really, really have them training on their gratitude, first of all, because it really is the key to creating more positivity in your life and in your mind. And from there on, you can start to program your thoughts. But maybe if they are in the complete like bullseye, then maybe they should do some distractions for themselves. And it's very important that it's not just your phone scrolling because then you are not really paying attention. You need to be paying so much attention that you can't think that much beside the hobby or whatever you are working on. So you need really need to make your distractions. And one thing is actually to move your physical body in another place. It helped me so much to move myself. If I were thinking about something terrifying in the couch, I would instantly go outside or just in another room because the physical body really took the mind out of the situation. And maybe it was only for some seconds or minutes, but it still really gave you like a little pause from the terrifying thoughts. And also a very good thing is I know how you can really feel like a burden because you really rely on people in that time because you can't really always be alone because you feel like you are dying every second and that's not really a great feeling to be with when you're on your own. Yeah. So if you have someone, then you should definitely arrange with them to be fine with you calling them if it all just explodes in your mind. Right. That makes sense. I like how you bring up distractions um, and you brought that up earlier as well, because we have to not look at what our fear is. We don't want to face, they talk about facing our fears, right? Well, okay, that there's some truth in that, but in this particular case, we don't want to face those fears head on. We want to look to another direction. And I use the example yeah. of somebody driving on an icy road and they start to slide and they look over and there's a, like a, a pole or a tree or something. And all they know yeah. is they say, I don't want to hit that tree. So they focus yeah. on on the tree and they go, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree, don't hit the, the tree. And guess what? They, they hit the tree because they're focusing on it. So don't focus on the thing that you're most afraid of. Focus on something other than that. And I think that is really, really key to what you're saying. And the other thing you brought up is being around people and being able to talk to people and having somebody who is, for lack of a better term, like a lifeline, right? That you could call up or that you could reach yeah. out to while you're having this. Now, if you were to, you know, for example, um, let me role play for a second. So let's say that you're having one of these attacks and uh, you decide, you know, well, I'm going to call up Tony because I know that he knows how to talk me out of this and he knows how to talk me through this. So how or what would you advise the person on the other end to do? I mean, are there things that 
the person talking to you should avoid talking about? I mean, should they talk about something yeah. totally different and distract you? Should they ask you, are you okay now? I mean, I would think that that would probably be not the thing that they'd want to do to talk about your fear, <laughs> but to talk about something else. Uh, am I correct there? Absolutely. It's really important. I had my mom to always talk about her day or something very, very weird and not really a normal topic because then again, you're really distracted and you are using all of your energy into focusing on that weird story or whatever. Mm -hmm. It really takes all of your thoughts away from your actual fears. So it's really about taking those thoughts away from those fears and putting them on something, something good, something that makes you feel better. So, I mean, is laughter good? Or if someone tries to make you laugh, do you feel like they're minimizing your fear or is it okay? Yeah, well, if you have a very funny friend or whatever, then it would be magical to have them as a lifeline, I'm sure. As long as it's not like forced or anything, because then yeah. it doesn't really work. But of course, you know, happiness, gratefulness, it's really vanishing the fear. So as much happiness as possible and they should definitely not talk about something sad or tragic or anything because then your mind is so fast to go back to your own fears mm -hmm. and really not paying attention at all one of the things that i've learned too is about emotions is that emotions themselves will actually pass through our body but what gets us hung up are the things that we think about for example uh, and I'll just use uh, a silly, silly example. But, you know, if a little child is afraid that, you know, a monster is under the bed, for example. Yeah. Okay. If they start to begin fear and if they let the fear go through them and they don't think about the thought of the monster being under the bed, the fear will will pass on its own and it'll pass rather quickly. But what happens is we start thinking about those things. Why am I afraid? Well, because I think there's like a monster under the bed. Well, what if there is a monster under the bed? And you keep thinking about that thing over and over again, and then your fear will continue to increase. So I think one of the objects that we can do is stop and say, hey, oh, I just had a fearful thought. Okay, well, let me think about something else now. And then you think about something else more positive. Gee, what am I excited about tomorrow? Well, tomorrow I have, uh, I'm meeting these friends and we're going to go out for coffee. And I'm really excited about that. And, you know, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up before we, uh, we finish things up today is anxiety and excitement are actually rooted yeah. in the same part of the body. So when we feel anxiety, we feel excitement too. So one of the tricks that I've learned is if you start to feel anxious about something, turn it around, turn your thoughts around to say, oh, wow, I'm starting to be excited about this. By feeling the excitement, it'll take away those thoughts of anxiety. Have you experienced this and have you tried this tool before? Yes. And I can really relate to that one because it is the same exact thing that's happening in your nerves nerve system and everything when you are very fearful and nervous then the same thing is happening when you are excited even though it's not 
the same feeling at all. But no. I really, really used it as well. But I've only learned it not too long ago. But I've used it ever since. It's perfect. But you really need to... I really focus on having a huge smile on your face because you're really convincing yourself that you are not nervous, you are excited. And to make sure that your mind is going to be convinced, you need to make it so real. People say, fake it till you make it. And that's really what you need to do with this tool. So really have a huge smile on your face and say, this is so exciting. Everything's great. And you need to find a sentence that's exciting about it. I use it when I fly, actually, in the past. I've used it because being of it crashing down. Right. Then I've been so nervous that something's going to happen. And then I have this sentence like, shit, I might crash. And then it's a nervous feeling. But then I find the positive and the more exciting sentence that says, oh my God, I'm going to travel right now. I'm traveling and it's going to be so great. I'm so excited to go to this destination. And then you have this huge smile and really convincing yourself that on the other side of this plane ride, it's going to be an amazing gift. So that's really what's going to take it to the next level. Yes, exactly. When you have that anxiety where your you know your heart starts to beat faster and you start to become fearful, turn that into excitement and say, this, yeah. is, this is fantastic that I'm getting to take this ride because I'm getting to go somewhere where I want to go and be, yeah. with pe- be with people I want to be with. And we're going to do things. We're going to do exciting things like run barefoot on the beach. You know, we had that discussion yes, exactly. earlier. Things that we're looking forward to together. And this is going to be a great experience. And I'm feeling super excited about this. And the more you focus on what you're excited about, the more yeah. you're anxiety will go away. So I I love that technique. I love that tool. This has been a really interesting discussion here today, Anya. I really, I learned a lot about you because I didn't know a lot about this anxiety that you had and the fact that you had that paralysis in your life. So uh, it's really interesting to, to learn about that and how you overcame that and how you took control of your thoughts and learned that thoughts are our things. And if they're things, Things are something that we can take control of, right? They're not just abstract. Thoughts are things. And everything that is created in the world started with someone's thought. You know, this microphone that that I'm talking into now, before it was a microphone, someone actually had thought of creating it. Yeah. It's the same with thoughts about excitement, about anxiety, about fear, about anything like that. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to think of it. I really hope that this discussion today has helped somebody. And if people are out there and they're having these fears and are just wanting to reach out to somebody who can maybe just comfort them, talk to them, talk them down, give them some advice, even work with them. If someone were to reach out to you, Anya, what would be the best way to do that? Yeah, well, I would be more than honored if somebody was reaching out to me. I'm always on my dms and always answering so whatever the heart desires i'm here for so 
they can reach me either on Instagram and it's just my name. It's A-N-J-A and my surname. It's L-A-N-G-V-A-N-G. And the same for TikTok as well. I am making a lot of positive and motivational TikToks also about gratitude and creating your perfect morning routine and everything like that. So they can go there if they need more positivity. And that leads me into the last question that I'm going to ask. And it's the question I ask all of my guests on the show. And that is simply this. What does being purposely positive mean to you? Well, it really means that when you are purposely positive, you can create the life that you want. And you are really in control of creating your own positivity and creating everything that you desire, actually. Because as long as you're positive and you see opportunities, you really go so far and it's only Again, the mind that's going to be the only reason for you not to go and achieve whatever you want. So you can achieve whatever you want if you have this powerful, positive attitude, purposely positive mind. Exactly. I would really, really say so. And I believe it in my core that if you are positive and you see opportunities instead of limitation, then you can achieve every single thing that you desire. Every single thing that you desire. The most important thing I think there is knowing what you desire, I think, because most people don't know what they want in life. And until they do, it's hard for them to go after those things. Most people, we know what we don't want, but knowing what we want. So in knowing what we want and being able to go after those things, that helps us to go through every every problem that might come in front of us, because if we have a strong enough why to get there, then we'll be able to make it through. You know, that goes back to what you were saying before about your situation. You did have a strong enough why to break free of this anxiety and you were able to do this, you know, before we close out uh, and say goodbye. So do you still have issues with some of this today? No, it's not just because it's gone, because I think I have more anxiety or anxious thoughts than maybe maybe other person without the paranoia. But I know exactly what to do. And if you have like a more stressful situation where you don't even have that much of a barrier from your negative thoughts, then I still know that either it's from the anxiety or it's real thoughts. So what's something that's just playing with my mind or what's actually true so I don't act on the anxious thoughts anymore and that's why it's not active. Anya this has been an awesome discussion here today and I really appreciate again you getting personal and sharing this with us today. I wanted to share something with you before we close uh, and that is do you know what your name means? Well, I'm not really sure, but actually a few days ago I met a so beautiful soul and she told me that it means angel in some languages. And I was so heartwarmed and so blessed to hear that because Mm. 
but I didn't know. Do you know anything yes, else? Yes, uh, actually, it, it means the translation of, of the name. It means God has favored me. So basically, it means oh, wow. that you are a blessed person. So <laughs> wow. here you are having this these fears, but yet your name is just the opposite. It means that you have favor in your life. So I wish you all the best. Wow, can, I'm getting chills. I wish that you you continue spreading this favor to yourself and to others uh, in this life. And uh, I really want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I, I can't even express how thankful I am. And uh, it's my only purpose to really help other people with the same issue and as well with others. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may not be suffering from anxiety, but maybe you're going through a tough time in your life and you have a wake up call moment and know you need to make a change. You can download a free resource. It's an ebook called Strive to Thrive at my website, Tony W Coaching, and it will start you in that direction of a purposely positive life.